What's going on? Go to hell. Go to Health, brought to you by the Masterson Plan. This call-in show is hosted by a certified holistic health coach with a love for strong language. So if you've got kids in the car, you might want to grab some headphones. The content of this podcast is strictly the opinion of health coach Galadriel Masterson and is for inspiration, information, and educational purposes only. This content is not a diagnosis or treatment and does not take the place of medical advice from your doctor. Oh my God, welcome to the very first episode of Go to Health. I am on pins and needles. I cannot wait to get these callers on the phone and to hear what everyone has to say. It's so exciting. And we have a caller on the phone. Caller, what is your name and what is your question for a health coach? Hi, my name's Helen. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Um, Gorgeous. My question is, um, so I work in a television writer's room. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, the hours are intense. Um, I'm talking like like, uh, 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, and they like to treat us like a little army. So they, they, you know, they make sure to feed us so they keep us happy. Um, but that's like, that means ordering from, from restaurants every day. Um, and basically like, you know, breakfast is there in the kitchen. And, and so we order from restaurants every day. There's snacks, um, at any time you want it. Um, and I, I try to order smart and I try to be healthy every day. Um, and when I, my healthy is like, you know, big salads and that sort of thing. I try to avoid like big carbs because those like get me tired. And, uh, anyway, um, to make a long story short, um, at about 4 PM, I always get this rumbling in the tummy and I, um, and like, I always reach for the snacks cause it, cause the kitchen is just ridiculous. It's like Oreo cookies, licorice, Reese's pieces. Um, yeah. And like, and like also <laughs> the fruit <laughs> that they have in the kitchen always goes in the first few days. So, you know, come Wednesday afternoon, I'm reaching for the licorice. So what I'm asking is, uh, how do I order smart for lunch? So I don't get those crazy rumblings and, and like, what are like really good power snacks so that I don't like, I, I can ask them to buy you know, just, or, or basically just what do I order at lunch? That's really what I need to know. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so what I'm guessing is happening to you, Helen, and the other writers, I'm going to imagine, is that all of you are experiencing the same thing. And that is that your blood sugar spikes and drops all day long. Oh, yeah. 10 to 12 hours because of the food that you're putting in your mouth. So why yeah. don't I just start by explaining the, the whole blood sugar thing to you and our listeners and how mm-hmm. that is actually impacted by what you choose to eat. Okay. Um, so when we eat anything that contains added sugar, such as the licorice that you mentioned, sounds divine, um, yes. or <laughs> anything that is made from flour, you know, whether we're talking about bread or pretzels, cookies, cakes, et cetera, mm-hmm. or pasta, our blood sugar spikes. And this signals the pancreas to quick, you know, send in the insulin to try to bring this blood sugar back to a normal zone. However, you know, the pancreas, it usually sends out too much insulin because it operates from like a a better safe than sorry place. Mm 
And too much insulin being made all the time shows up on your body as middleweight. And it's what I call an insulin belt. Like I can walk down the street and tell you whose insulin is shooting up and whose isn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole process, it triggers this the hormone who um, we can call the I am full hormone to go on break. Yeah. So you don't know that you're full. And then that, well, what does that do? That keeps you snacking throughout the day and night. And then it causes your fat storage hormone to work a double shift. So the takeaway here is the more insulin you make... The more fat you store, and man-made sugar and man-made carbs are the usual culprits. Okay. For most most folks. And by the way, once that insulin is, uh, or, you know, I'm sorry, once that blood sugar is brought down, it probably drops too low, and that's when cravings kick in. You mentioned this 4 p.m. issue. Yeah. So I'm imagining your little roller coaster goes around and round and round, and then it's about 4 p.m., which is probably a couple hours after lunch, maybe? Yeah, yeah, 12.30 is lunch. Yeah. Uh-huh. So your blood sugar crashes, um, takes probably about three, three and a half hours for you, for your roller coaster cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's when your cravings kick in. Uh-huh. So now that I've said that number, it'll be very interesting for you to go to work in this coming week and see if every three hours that's when cravings monster is knocking on Helen's door. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, this is why the the bagel or the cereal breakfast peeps are, you know, they are the ones who have to have the cookie after lunch. And why the cookie after lunch people have to have, like, some little sweet treat in the evening after dinner. It's simply just a, a cycle of blood sugar rising and crashing all day long. How do I break that cycle? (laughs) Okay. Good question. Tell us, Helen, what are you eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner so that we can find, you know, a reasonable healthy swap, works with your taste level, works with your, you know, your lifestyle and, you know, your favorite foods that will keep your blood sugar stable and off that fucking roller coaster and also keep you out of craving zone. So talk us through just a typical day. Maybe you want to think back to last week or what you had. Start with breakfast. So so it it depends uh, because I'm always rushing out of my house. Um, But generally, like a slice of toast with some butter on it in the morning. Um, And uh, or if I'm feeling uh, if I have a little bit more time, I make myself a nice little smoothie. Um, uh, you know, it's like a nice little fruit smoothie with some kale in it. Delicious. Um, when I'm being good. Um, but generally it's, um, it's that it's like a slice of toast with butter on it and my, and my tea. And then like, I'm flying out the door. Um, if I wait until I get to the office, um, I usually create like a, an elaborate yogurt with granola and berries situation. But, um, that's if I wait. Uh, that's usually me waiting like about an hour to actually eat the breakfast. So that's that's is that plain yogurt or does that yogurt have uh, fruit or some flavor in it? No, that's plain Greek yogurt. Cool. Yeah. Okay. What do you have for lunch? So Typically. then for lunch, I try I try to order. I try to order salad, um, you know, like a big hearty salad with like a good protein in it. Um, that's what I try to do every day. Um, and sometimes when we order, you know, from, uh, from like Thai, 
uh, we, I just try to get like a big bulky vegetables and that sort of thing. Um, and I feel like whenever I don't have a carb in my lunch, that's when I get that like sort of have to have my Oreos at four situation. Okay. So you find that having some sort of carb, like if there's sweet potato in that salad or, you know, maybe some rice with the Thai veggies that, uh, yeah. you, you go longer, sustains you longer. Um, I get full. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I I wonder. I might. <laughs> Did you just catch I might yourself just in a that. lie, Helen? Yeah, I might just get that craving at four p.m. anyway. Shit, girl. I, we're, okay, <laughs> we're solving the mystery. Um, yeah. And I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. You said that you try to order the salad with protein, and yes. so I'm guessing you're either doing it or you're not doing it. Because yeah. you are eating lunch every day. So what do you mean try? Like I'd say, I'd say like 75% of the time I order a healthy salad. And what about that other percent? That other percent, uh, like I'm looking at sandwiches, some flatbreads, okay. <laughs> the, um, yeah, that sort of thing. Okay, uh, cool. Ramen. <laughs> Thanks for coming clean, Helen. Yeah, and, well, <laughs> I was raised right. <laughs> yeah. And what about um, dinner? Does dinner takes place at work with the kind of hours you described, right? So sometimes dinner takes place at work. I never get home before 8. And so um, if I do wait because uh, I want to have um, uh, dinner with my amazing partner, um, I... Like, I'll wait, and that kind of makes me crazy, too. But um, if I'm eating at work, it's – and especially if it's late, that's, like, when the pizza comes or that's when everybody starts making sandwiches. And that, that's that's a disaster when I eat dinner there. Yeah. Always. And yeah. then um, – so you mentioned that if you wait to eat at home, you do get a little crazy. So I'm guessing your blood sugar is dropping and your body is going into, like, fucking feed me now – that's oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's be being yelled in my brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's cover something else. Um, because, you know, people think, oh, my God, a writer on a TV show. But my question to you, is your work stressful? Is it fun? Is it a combo platter? It is so fun. It's all day long sitting around talking about stories and crea creating, like, I mean, there is some stress involved, but like, you know, it is, it's, I, I, I would, I would be crazy to say it's like a stressful job in that way that like real stress is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's like camaraderie. It's, you're just sitting around with people all day long. Uh, people who are snacking around you all day long. <laughs> I, I, I don't particularly think it's stressful. I think there are people who, I think there are certain jobs. The one that I'm on right now, is not stressful. I if it was stressful, if it was stressful, I wouldn't eat because I'm not a stress eater. I, <laughs> I oh. forget to eat when I'm stressed. Like when I'm happy and I'm with a group, you know, with a group of um, people, that's when I'm just like, yeah, let's all eat some Oreos. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's everybody else's a bad influence on me. <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of listeners right now are, want to change careers because you just described a job where you get to make things up with fun people while snacking. <laughs> There's that a lot of people like right now that are life. like, fuck my job. I'm going to go be a writer on a TV show. I love to snack and make shit up. It is. It is a dream. It is a dream. <laughs> 
Well, the reason that I asked you, and we can just cross this off the list, but I'm going to still share it because I think it might be interesting interesting to some other people listening to your um, call today, is sugar and flour, which we already established what they do to your your blood sugar levels and the whole roller coaster and the cravings and the fat storage and that whole bullshit plot line. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing is about sugar and flour. They stimulate an opiate-like release in the brain, flooding the body with the feel-good hormone dopamine. You know, mm. and cheese and wine stimulate an opiate-like release, causing us to relax. And this is why we call them drug-like foods. So mm. really, a lot of people aren't addicted to sugar or flour. They're little dopamine junkies. Yeah. Which to me as a health coach means you're addicted to feeling good, which, by the way, people, it's a, that's a good thing. But we just need to replace the drug-like foods that stimulate the dopamine rush with actual long-term sustainable happiness, the little things that make us happy, you know? Yeah. But it sounds like you're having a great time at work. So, and you know what? I'm having a great time at work today, too. This is a really fun call. I'm enjoying this. Good. (laughs) Um, So... What we want to look at now are some things that you can actually swap out. So let's go back to what you described for us that you're having on just like a typical average day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we could get rid, we said it's sugar and flour. These are the bullshit things that are get starting the roller coaster. You're yeah. starting the day with the roller coaster with the toast. Now, yeah. if you are just so committed to toast— and you're like, I want my toast, then I would suggest turning it into avocado toast. Okay. Um, And then getting some hemp seeds on there. Or if you like lox, getting some lox on there. Because it's the good fat that would slow, the good fat of the avocado, it would slow Uh down how your body would use that man-made carb, the toast. Uh Okay. Okay. Shoot up and the shoot down. That's going (laughs) to happen. It's going to be a much slower process and then, you know, if you eat breakfast around 9, we talked about maybe the three, three-and-a-half-hour thing for you. You're not going to find at 12.30, like, where the fuck is lunch? I have to eat now. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen. Um, yeah. But, you know, and I heard you say, I'm in a hurry, often late, rushing. So it's not like you're going to sit there and fry up some eggs, although my ideal for you would be to have eggs and avocado. Because that protein and good fat would not touch your blood sugar at all and leave it stable. Uh Mm -hmm. Okay. So what could you do? Well, could you um, grab some, like, gluten-free steel-cut oats, the kind all you have to do is add hot water to, and you're already making tea, so you've already got the hot water going. Yeah. You know, even in, like, that takeout container. Yeah, and then, I can do that. You know, if you want, throw some cinnamon in there, throw some berries in there. You know, you could even put a little honey in there. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Buy the plain one so it doesn't come with weird, fake added sweetener and weird, fake dehydrated apple. You know, add that shit yourself. Yeah, yeah. And if you were okay. so inclined, you could do something like make overnight oats or chia seed pudding in a little jar, make a couple for the week, have them sitting in your fridge. So you just grab it and throw it into your bag. That could also be a great snack. That's so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I always have chia seed pudding because, A, it takes me 60 seconds to make. Yeah. And it ticks so many boxes for me. 
you know, it's filling because it's made with the coconut milk and the chia seeds are like endurance food, but it has this sweet flavored profile because I put raspberries in mine. Mm. You know, so it takes a lot of boxes. So here we, yeah. here we are. We're talking about how to start the day on just a slightly better foundation. So it's not like tick, tick, tick. You're on that roller coaster. It's going up, going up. Yeah. Oh, here, it's going to come down. So let's talk about lunch. I love the try factor. I'm going to Thank try you. to order the salad with the protein. I'm going to try, you know, to do the veggies from the Thai uh, restaurant. You know, basically... For you, the protein and veggies are the way to go. If you if everyone's ordering burgers, get two burgers, but don't do the bun. Do it on a a, a bed of greens. Yeah. If yeah. they're ordering pizza, you know, maybe get the big Italian salad with all the Italian meats and olives and da 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 da, and then grab some cheese off off the top of the pizza and throw it on top. Because I'm guessing you don't yeah. have any. Uh, dairy intolerance or anything. No dairy intolerance, no. Great. Yeah. Because then you would have this protein, this fat, and these veggies happening. That is the key to keeping blood sugar stable. Protein, okay. good fat, vegetables. Okay. Okay. Now, you need an afternoon snack. You said it at the yes. top of the call, and that's also clear to me because if you wait to eat dinner at home, you are probably getting close to hangry, and then I'm guessing your partner's like, well, that was fun. You come home hangry, <laughs> and I cooked? Yeah, good deal. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some snacks. What kind of nuts are happening in that kitchen at work? Oh, yeah, there are nuts. I have to find those. I know that they exist. I like how you said it like there's an old hat in the back of the closet you forgot about. <laughs> oh, yeah, nuts. They're behind That's the Oreos. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we have like uh we have like mixed nuts and that sort of pistachios, I guess. Right. I can, you know, I can ask, I can ask them to to like stock nuts. I can like I can like I don't have to just accept what's there. I can actually request things. Uh-huh. So this so I'm keenly listening to this part about like what should I what should I write on that grocery okay. list for the So yeah. lots and lots of nuts. That's fucking mm -hmm. awesome. The yeah. kind bars that say five grams of sugar on the outside, that could scratch a okay. lot of itches for a lot of people on the show because um, it's going to feel like you're having something sweet, but there's only mm -hmm. five grams of sugar, and five grams of sugar isn't going to take you on some psycho roller coaster ride. Yeah, I hate roller coasters, by the way. I, I do I'm too. totally afraid of them. Me and too. Do not enjoy them. I no. don't get the appeal. Yet you put yourself on one every day, <laughs> Helen. Funny. That I, no more. No more. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> okay, so those kind bars that say five grams of sugar, amazing. Yeah. Is okay. there some hummus in that fridge? You know what? There is. <laughs> there is, and I always ignore it, but there yeah. is. And do they do they have any uh, like pre-chopped crudite for you guys with the carrots, the celery, the cucumbers? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Yes, they do. And it's okay. We just have to say it out loud. It's going to change things. Just saying it out loud changes shit. That's the beauty yes. of this whole thing. Yeah. 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 There are, there's, there's like a crudite platter that, um, that sometimes comes out and hummus and yeah, those things exist. And it's, you mentioned that some people make sandwiches. So that tells me there is some meat and cheese in the fridge. Oh yeah. There's like provolone, there's cheddar, there's, um, turkey, that sort of thing. And are there any pickles? I don't know. 
I'll try. Something for people that really enjoy meat and cheese is to take those, you know, the the sliced turkey, the sliced provolone, slap them together, put a pickle in there, maybe a little mayo, maybe a little uh, mustard, whatever appeals to you. Roll it up, make a couple of those. That's that sounds fat delicious. And protein and savory and filling and didn't yeah. touch the blood sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. pickle makes it fun. I like fun. that. Yeah, the pickle yeah. makes it fun. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, obviously you said that they do get fruit, but it goes kind of fast. Have you thought yeah. about the, asking them to replenish the fruit on Wednesday mornings? Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I think that's something we can ask. Um, yeah, because I like an apple is always uh, an apple wakes me up a little bit faster than you know a cup of tea does. Amazing. So. Yeah, so uh, that's a that's sort of like something I try to try to go to before I go to grab the like handful of like chocolate covered almonds. But yeah, and but, if you yeah. if you um if you dipped that apple, slice it up, and dipped it into some almond butter, the almond butter mm. would give you the good fat and the protein combo we talked about for blood sugar. So yes. it would be an even bigger helper and more satisfying, and it would feel like you're having something sweet. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you mentioned the chocolate. I really um, strongly recommend everyone just get your Lind, L-I-N-D-T. No, mm-hmm. they're not a sponsor, but maybe after this. Um, <laughs> 85%. The 85% Lint dark chocolate has only five grams of sugar for four squares. Four squares of dark chocolate is a lot to eat. And yeah. make those four squares even better, cover them in almond butter. Ooh, that sounds really good. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, wonderful. Now, if, if I worked, you know, for your network and they were like, okay, we need a health coach to work with the, the writers. Um, what yeah. I would probably do is first, I would change nothing in any of your diets. I'd be like, guys, order the pizza. Yeah. Hey, guys, don't you want some Oreos? I, just ha- I would have you do everything as you always do. But I would give, give each one of you one of those um, those glucose blood readers, you know, the kind that you just do the little prick on your finger. Then you put that little tiny yeah. drop of blood on this reader. And I would yeah. have you all do that little finger prick about one hour after any time you ate, no matter what you ate, to see exactly how each of you individually, how your bodies were reacting to the food that you ate. And I would do this because the fun thing about numbers is they are black and white. They're they're not feelings. They're just numbers. And it's science. And science is fun. Yes. <laughs> and how amazing would it be to see, like, oh, shit, when I did the salad with the chicken and the sweet potatoes, my blood sugar came in nice and normal. But when I did the Oreos, it went into the diabetic zone, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what I would do is after we had fun, you know, with our science experiment, I'd probably test drive all of you on a ketogenic diet for six weeks. It would be hell and you'd all fucking hate me. Um, (laughs) But then what I would do is I would have the network look at the ratings to see if the content you produced on the ketogenic diet were higher than the content you produced, you know, on the Oreos and the the sandwiches. You know, did it get funnier? <laughs> did it get darker? Was it more riveting? Um, and why would I do that? Because right now, all of your brains in that writing room are running on glucose. But yeah. on keto, the brain and body are running on fat, a ton of it, a little protein, a lot of greens, and very little carbs and no sugar. 
Yeah. So instead of that body breaking down the carbs into glucose, the body breaks down the fat into ketones, and the body uses those ketones for fuel and, and brain power. Now, I wouldn't keep you all on that, that diet long term. We would just be doing a little, like, sick, twisted experiment on you. <laughs> but I, what would be inspiring is to see what you all took away from it. Like, oh, shit, yeah. I don't think I need bread, but I do need sweet potatoes and quinoa. Or, oh, my God, Oreos taste fake. Where are the raspberries? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what would be amazing? Uh, <laughs> what you're talking about would be an amazing reality show. I feel like, because we have, there's a TV show. I, I, we work in a three-level building, and there's, like, a TV show above us and a TV show below us. Um, it'd be amazing if, like, the control group was, like, the ground floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> the ground floor. Our team did the key work, uh, did exactly as you said. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Let's, and let's then torture he, three just, floors of people. This sounds amazing. Sign me up. I love telling people what to do. <laughs> it's great. I love it. They'd be like, who's, we the, the is. who's that person throwing out the Oreos? She doesn't work here. <laughs> like, you see this temporary badge? Yeah. Say goodbye to the Oreos. <laughs> All right. So how do you feel about your coming work week and getting started with some breakfast, lunch, and dinner of good fat and protein to keep the blood sugar stable? Helen hates roller coasters. Why is she on them? Get her off. I want to get the fuck off the roller coaster. Yeah. I really, really love the options you've given me. Um, They don't sound too hard to accomplish. I mean, really, they don't. Um, especially time-wise, I feel like I can do those things you, you mentioned with breakfast. Um, and like, and it's true. I know that when I start my morning with like a smoothie, I always feel good. And like, I think I, I'm like, I'm pretty excited. I want to, I'm going to try this this week and I'll let you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, I would love to, because I know that when I, when I do try to eat the way that you sort of described to me, um, without even knowing it because I'm, I'm like a dummy when it comes to this stuff, which is why it's so amazing to get to talk to you. Um, but like when I do eat well, I know I wake up in the morning feeling good um, as opposed to waking up in the morning feeling exhausted. So oh. I'm like, kinda, I, 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 I want to see what happens. I'm, I'm really up for this. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I just turned 42. I like, I'm, I, I'm up for this, you know, I'm like ready. Yeah, you're ready. You're ready. And you know what? I, th- I have a feeling if if you're able to bring some of this or all of this in, you're actually going to get even better at your job because your brain is going to be operating on a more optimal level. So your oh, yeah. creativity is going to increase. Your natural creativity that already exists within you or you wouldn't have this job. Yeah. But imagine if it increased and then you got a promotion. <laughs> That and then you nice. took over Hollywood. <laughs> and then what, Helen? <laughs> I so started your eating, roof. right? <laughs> started eating, right? And then I took over Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the name of your book. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Dedicated right. to Galadriel. <laughs> oh, yes. Spell it right. Um, thank you so much for calling Go to Health today. This has been awesome. Oh. This has been so great. Thank you so much for your help. I'll let you know how it works out. I can't wait to hear from you. Have a good day, Helen. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
we've got a caller on the line. Caller, what is your name and what is your question for a health coach? Hi, I'm Claire. Hi, Claire. Hey, and uh, my question is, I drink wine fairly regularly, almost every night. I have at least about a glass, and I worry that it is not good for me. So I guess I'm asking you, is it okay? Great question, because we are living in an age that life is so insane and so crazy for everyone that I think a lot more people are drinking wine on work nights when they might have typically have saved it for Friday. So I love that you are asking this question. So you said that you're worried about it. Are you having any symptoms that make you worry that you might be drinking too much wine? No, I don't think so. Are you, do you have brain fog the next day? Do you stumble on your words? Have you gained weight? I mean, I have brain fog (laughs) if I have drunk many glasses, but I I don't typically do that on a work day or most days, I should say. So if you go home and you enjoy just a nice glass of wine, possibly two, the next day you don't kind of feel that and think, oh shit, I shouldn't have had that wine. No, I mean, I do feel better if I haven't had it. So I don't, say, let myself eat a lot of treats or sugar, um, but I do let myself have wine. Okay. So it's this, um, it's like my treat at the end of the night. Like, I deserve it. So it's your version of dessert. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And tell me a little bit more about you deserve it. What What's happening in your world that makes um, you feel as though there's a reward that must be given at the end of the day. And that, that there's no right or wrong answer, just getting to know you a little bit more. Oh, it's, you know, I go to work, I come home, and I, of course, have other side projects. But, and so I do more work. And it's kind of like at the end of the day, I get to drink my wine, either like watch TV, play video games. It's like I get like an hour, maybe 30 minutes that are mine. Mm. And it, it's kind of my routine now. I love what you just said. I think, you know, the majority of people listening can really relate because it seems these days like everyone has a career and a side hustle. And if you don't have a side hustle, you have a career and kids or you have a career side hustle and kids. So I think people can really relate to that thing of like, okay, my nervous system is fucking shot and I need to bring it back down to a normal zone. So you mentioned TV video games, and wine, all of which are serving the same purpose. Let me reset my nervous system. Yeah, it, it feels it feels good. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels really oh, good. Oh, yes, girl. That wine feels good. <laughs> okay, so let's just play a little game before we talk a little bit more about wine. You mentioned three ways that you reset your nervous system, video games, TV, and wine, and we know that those three ways work. But what I'm wondering is, do you have any other tried and true things in your life to reset your nervous system after your your work day, after your side hustle, now it's clear time? I I feel like this has become a real habit. Um, I read books sometimes. Gorgeous. Um, But I feel like, especially for what I'm really excited about, I mean, I love reading, but I have to be in a really exciting part to like want to sit and just do that at the end of the night. It's got to be a page turner. Right. Or at the page turning spot. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if I do anything else to reset. It, it's just, yeah. Some of my clients meditate 
Mm-hmm. Um, some of my health coaching clients swear by a bath. Some people like to exercise at night, go for a run, go for a walk, put the kid in the stroller, get the dog on a leash, you know, do a power walk around the neighborhood. Claire, I personally have a, a ritual that some people might think is a little bizarre for a grown woman, but it completely resets my nervous system. So that's what it's about, just finding like what works for us as individuals. So for me, the minute I come in the door, you know, bag off, coat off, everything off, and I sit right down in the dog bed with <laughs> my dog, and I pop open a LaCroix. I love my lime LaCroix, my pample mousse LaCroix. And I sit there, and I pet my dog, and maybe I scroll through Instagram. I don't answer emails or anything during that time. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for my evening. Because like you, there was a time in my life where I used wine to decompress on on work nights, and it did its job. But I didn't like how I felt the next day. Mm-hmm. Whether it my head just had like a little tiny feeling or whether I just felt like this little bit of um, guilt or shame that I was using a drug-like food to, yeah. to unwind. And here I was coaching people to not use drug-like foods, but I was myself. It, was, it felt like a dirty little secret, and I didn't like feeling that way. And then I discovered, oh, shit, I can decompress and, and reset my nervous system in all of these other ways. Having a seltzer and just sitting my ass down with no expectation literally reset my nervous system. So that's what works for me. Might not work for somebody else. So now that we're kind of like going back and forth and I'm sharing with you what some other people have done and and my bizarre little ritual, is anything springing to mind for you? Um, That I love? Yeah, that that would reset the nervous system at the end of the day that says, okay, job is done. Side hustle is done. It's Claire time, bitches. Oh... I guess it's what I'm looking forward to. Like, what do I want to do for fun? Because I feel like I deserve some fun at the yes. end of my night. Yes. Um, I guess I always look I always look forward to something sweet, which I think is part of the reason that I like the wine. Because, mm-hmm. I, again, like, I don't eat a lot of sweets in my life. I'm like, I love kombucha. I guess that's a fun thing to drink at the end of the night. And what if you did the kombucha in the video game? Yeah, and I have done that before. It doesn't taste as good. <laughs> but I think if I made it more consistent, it could be like a nice thing that I did for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is there anything else that, that comes to mind? Um, that I would want to do? Mm-hmm. Mm. I guess it's all food related. I'm trying to think of non-food things. And I keep on coming back to like a sweet treat. Uh-huh. Well, I have. Well, let's think of some something that you know, doesn't have something to do with what you're putting in your mouth. And even though I mentioned, yes, I'm putting in a flavored seltzer, I'm also sitting in the dog bed, which Mm. is, you know, kind of funny for like an adult (laughs) human being to do. My dog loves it. Um, And I'm just kind of, you know, letting my brain go mindless, like turn off. Um, I have a client who, who really enjoys Hollywood gossip. Oh. Yeah. So this client... Um, works in a hospital, long, crazy days, lays down for 10 minutes with a tabloid, and the brain just turns off, not thinking about nothing Uh, when you're looking at who wore it best and, oh, that's what she looks like without makeup when she's grocery shopping and, you know, just... That kind of stuff. Oh, I love, I love, like, fashion blogs. But I don't, it's just, 
you know, there's no pressure on it because it's not something I ever do for career stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it is fun just to scroll through and look at pretty clothes. So that could be an option for you. Claire time, kombucha and a fashion blog. And now, okay, my nervous system is reset. And now I'm ready to have my evening that has nothing to do with my job, nothing to do with my side hustle. Mm. So we're not telling you, Claire, you can't drink wine anymore. You get to decide whatever goes into your mouth. Once you left that high chair, those decisions became exclusively yours. Whatever you put into your mouth is your choice. But what we want to do is just come up with some other options so that you don't feel as though, fuck, am I getting like physically addicted to this drug-like food? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, am I not as vibrant the next day as I could be if I hadn't had this this drug-like food? So that this food, this drug-like food, wine stays more in the celebration category as opposed to you have a job wine your job wine is to reset my nervous system so you just came up with your idea i love it but let's just talk about wine just a little bit more you know you've probably read there's a million studies on all the damaging things that wine is going to do for you you've probably also read all the studies on uh wine prevents strokes and yeah those are the ones i like to read yeah (laughs) me too but let's just talk about a little bit about what what happens to your body when you drink alcohol. The thing is it slows down your metabolism. And your body, it can't store alcohol, so it metabolizes the alcohol right away. This means that the wine or, you know, whatever alcohol you've had becomes the priority in your metabolic process, not dinner, not snack or anything else you're including for food that evening. So your body, it won't metabolize the other fats and sugars as quickly, which is why it slows down your metabolism. And your liver's job, it's to detoxify your body and to to burn fat. So when you drink booze, your liver has to take a break from fat burning to detoxify the chemical in the wine. Yeah. So what I would suggest to you as a health coach is on the evenings where you know this day has been fucked up and Claire is having her motherfucking wine, okay, make it a priority those days to eat really whole, fresh, organic food, especially the veggies, especially the green veggies, because those are the foods that help your body naturally detoxify. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you want to kind of say like, okay, liver, I'm going to make you work really hard tonight, but I'm going to give you all these good assistants. I'm going to send in like a crew of assistants to make your job a little bit easier. Um, So booze is the assistant that makes your your liver work overtime and greens are the assistants that really help your liver and Mm -hmm. lemon. So if you, whether you put the lemons, fresh lemon on your fresh lemon juice, rather, on your veggies or whether you drink lemon water, squeezing the juice of lemon into your water, that lemon is an incredible assistant to your liver in the detoxification process. And then shout out to, you know, everyone who enjoys wine. Another thing that I would highly recommend maybe researching and considering adding in and maybe mentioning it to your primary care physician is milk thistle. Milk thistle is the herb that helps the liver just kind of let go of the bullshit. And you take that in the evening. And the reason you take that in the evening is because your liver works at night while you sleep. Mm. Yeah. So if you're going to add in the wine, just try to send in some really good assistance to help the liver. That sounds great. Yeah. All right, Claire, go have a glass for me. Thanks for calling. I love your question. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye. What's going on? 
glad that Claire called in today and asked the question about enjoying small amounts of wine, which uh, is often referred to as microdosing. People love wine and they don't want to feel guilty about it. If you love wine and you don't want to feel guilty about it, the best advice I could give you is to check out Dry Farm Wines. Find them online. They have this great program where they'll send you six bottles of wine every month or every other month. I think it's something like $156. And the reason that this company is so amazing is they are like the health-focused natural wine. They have researched every single wine that they are going to send you. And they are making sure it doesn't have all of those crazy bullshit additives, which the average bottle of wine could have up to 78, including corn syrup, hello. And they're going to make sure that the wines that they're selling are super low in sulfites. Now, it's those sulfites that give you that red face and that killer headache the next day. The average bottle of wine could have something like, I don't know, like 300 parts per million. The wines they sell are all under 75 parts per million in terms of sulfites. Definitely worth checking out, and you will find that information in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Go to Health. Once again, I'm Galadriel Masterson. I'm a certified holistic health and lifestyle coach. Health is my absolute favorite topic, and I would love to discuss it with you, either one-on-one working with me, or be a caller here on the show, or just follow me on Facebook or Instagram. My website is www.themastersonplan.com. Both Instagram and Facebook are at The Masterson Plan. And please, rate and review this show on iTunes. This podcast was produced by the team at DSRA Podcast. You can find them at www.dsrapodcast.com. The music for the show was created by the one and only Rick Radone. The photo was done by the incredible Guy Furrow, a.k.a. Miss Guy. And the logo was created by the lovely Donica Underhill. Once again, I'm Galadriel Masterson. This is Go to Health, and you, my friends, can go to health.